With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, there's a great saying uh, when it comes to golf that a bad day at golf is still better than a good day at work. But uh, you might want to change your mind about that uh, when you consider perhaps breaking the world record for the most golf holes played in a day. Twelve hours later, in fact, you might be thinking entirely differently. But that's exactly what New Plymouth leadership coach Shannon Stallard, world champion speed golfer Jamie Reid and Mick McBeth did last weekend. The world record was 252 holes. Now, unofficially, it's 311. And the man behind that mammoth, mammoth effort joins us now on SCNZ. Shannon Stallard, good morning to you, sir. I take my hat off to you. I'm an avid, keen golfer. Uh, but 18 holes is good enough for me on any given day. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, Tanaka, yeah, yeah, I thank you. I just, I just give praise to God, our Lord Jesus Christ, for the gift of good health and that... Um, you know, we live in such a beautiful, peaceful country here in New Zealand, don't we? We've got golf courses that we can go out and, uh, and and play golf on. And, you know, I think it's a little bit crazy, this game of golf. You can go and spend 12 hours running through grass fields in the sun, chasing a little white ball to stick into holes in the ground. So it's a strange little game, something that's only just new to me, actually. Um, I only really sort of took it up in, in October, but... Yeah, man, I just feel so blessed uh, with with the opportunity to have on Saturday to to go out there and have the support um, around me and to do it with some good friends. And I thought we had a good chance, all three of us, of, of breaking the world record on this particular course. We're all pretty fit, um, but I don't think we'd do it to the degree that I did it. So there you go. There you go, all right. It's staggering. Uh, why did you turn to golf in October then? Well, um, mainly just because of friends, good friends. We've got Jamie Reid here, who's the um, the world champion for speed golf, and he's in our little running club. I've um, got a background as a as an Ironman triathlete, and they sort of retired from that, but always had a love for running. Just had four brothers growing up on a farm. We were always runners. Both my parents are marathon runners. Dad's on Boston. Mum and Dad both done London Marathon. So, and uh, Jamie was coming along to that, and then another friend, Mick McBeth. Uh, he got into speed golf. Another friend, Bernie Smith, who's a who's a, yeah, a pretty good golfer, and um, they sort of encouraged me to, to get along and get into it. They actually brought me a, a three-month membership to the Fitzroy Club, beginner's membership for the Fitzroy Club for my birthday. And uh, I thought, oh, okay, right, I'll, uh, I cashed that in October, started playing, and then I did, I did 54 rounds of golf from October until the challenge, um, that's definitely a lot more rounds of golf than I'd ever played in my life. I think I used to play maybe a round once every sort of two or three years before that. Um, Bernie lent me his six iron and said, just, just use this, just get good at using that to, to tee off with, to chip in and just to putt with. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, the 12-hour challenge is really, uh, you know, it's about going fast, really. I think it's 90% running and 10% golf. You need to be good at golf. Um, but you're not you're not counting, so not like you know the the speed golf um, champs that 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 Jamie uh, is the world champion at because that's about running fast and playing good golf. I mean, here at nationals last year, um, he um, he shot 90 
uh, sorry, 69 and ran 31-18. And so you add those scores together to get your, your speed golf score, which he's, he's going to break 100. That's his plan. So I'll, uh, I'll line up for nationals, but I think my golf's got a bit of work to do here, Ian, because... Um, yeah, you probably saw the little article there when I got to the 18th for the for the final round. I, I five putted from about a meter out. <laughs> Look, five putting uh, when you play that much uh, is is not a bad thing because I, I think you're allowed to have a little bit of fatigue kicking in at that point. Hey, listen. Uh, so, how did the day how did the day begin? I mean, what time did you start, and and what kind of time budget were you running on in terms of of what you could do? Mm, yeah, we started at six thirty. Um, there were there were six individuals, so obviously Jamie, Mick, and I were all going for the record. Um, and then there were a number of teams. I think there was about sort of twenty four teams, and they were they were doing like eighteen and tagging in. Um, and so we got all allocated a different tee off. So I teed off on the fifteenth. Jamie was on first, and Mick was on the ninth. And uh, so I got I kind of sort of I quite like that because I got I got four holes in before I started my first four rounds. So six thirty tee off. Finish at six thirty at night. I planned to go out pretty hard the first kind of ten rounds, or um, just before it got hot. So the, during the morning hours, I thought let's get time up on the record, and then and then see how I go from there. Uh, Jamie and I are like early in January had done seven rounds, uh, and that was a marathon. And I that was when I thought, you know, well, I I can do this. I can break the record. Um, so yeah, so like early early rounds, I was doing like 31, 32 minutes for the round, having a little short break, um, you know, less than a minute, then kind of two minute breaks. When I got to the the tenth round, I had a longer break. I had a ten minute, well, what it was about an eight minute break. It was going to be ten minutes, but after eight minutes, I said, oh, I got to go. I'm going. Um, and then I slowed down a bit, doing sort of 37, 38 minute rounds, 41, 44. Then a couple of 45s, and I came in, which was the end of my 16th, so I've done 16 and four holes, and uh, I looked at my watch, and it was just under 40 minutes to go, and so i just done a, a couple of 45-minute rounds, and I thought, you know, I've got a, I've got a sub-40-minute round in me, to because I wanted to get back to the 18th, because with the crowd there, I thought finishing on the 18th before the, the 12 hours up would be the thing to do, and as I was going out with that, I thought, you know what? The previous real record, um, which was 11, uh, 11 rounds, um, sorry, the previous record was 14 rounds. They'd run uh, 90 Ks, and the fictional course is a little bit shorter. So I thought, I've got to run more than 90 Ks. So I was already over that, and I looked at my watch and thought, you know what, if I get to the 18th, that's going to be over 100 Ks, which will, which will be good. So I got, I got to the 18th, um, and... Uh, when I got there, there was still two minutes to spare, even though I five-putted. Um, so everyone said, one more, one more, one more. And at that stage, like, like someone had miscounted, and they were saying I was on 299. And that, I had no idea what 299 meant, because I'd actually lost count of how many rounds I'd done, and I wasn't counting how many holes, because that's impossible. Um, and so I, I was like, what do you mean? There's like two minutes left. There's no, no such thing as 99 seconds. And so they went, one more, one more, go and do the 15th. So I just ran up, I did the 15th, got that in. And, uh, and yeah, there was like 30 seconds to spare there. So no, it was, it was great, great, great environment. And, uh, you know, all for a great cause, Ian. So it's, uh, this is a, um, a fundraising event uh, for, uh, for kidney kits. And so, you know, I, you know, I thank God for the gift of good health and the gift of running, but, you know, many aren't so fortunate in it. And so... Kidney Kids is a charity that supports uh, kids in their whānau who have chronic kidney disease. And so my 
friend, Dale Macbeth, um, who organised this challenge, and, and her husband, Mick Macbeth, who, who did the challenge and broke the record all the way. Um, so Dale was a kidney kid, and we've got a little, give a little page there. So if you go and search 12 Hour Golf, you'll find it. And so I really do encourage your listeners, if, if, uh, if what we've done has inspired you, then please jump on and, and donate to help those less fortunate than us. Wonderful cause, uh, a wonderful cause, uh, Shannon. So, yeah, uh, get on there and give a little page and, and search it. So it's uh, fantastic. Uh, we need to know a little bit more about uh, the the mental side of things. Now, you sound uh, to me, you know, I've never met you in person, but you sound a very positive person um, and you sound like a, a glass half full person most of the time, I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> but even then, yeah. even 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 in, in an exercise like this where you've been encouraged by others, there must have been times. I mean, this is akin to a marathon, the hitting the wall stages. Mm. Uh, what about, mm. what was your mind telling you at certain times? Yeah, there's a you know, there's always a couple of dark moments, you know, just like there is in life, Ian. And I think that's just the real beauty of going and doing something like a like a twelve-hour challenge like this. And um, and uh, you know, it's about those moments that are about forming your character and and and, and testing yourself. Um, yeah, as you mentioned at the start, I'm a leadership coach and one of the things I do is help leaders better understand themselves and that's kind of like their innate personality, their temperament and how it can be a strength for them when leading leading at times and how they need to kind of form their character to have that self-control, to have the versatility in their thinking and behaviour to kind of overcome that innate desire and be lonely and to be able to kind of lead with virtue which ultimately allows them to be effective in their leadership. So. You know, the 12-hour challenge was really a, a way for me to test and form my own character because, you know, virtue is a form of fitness. Like, your character is something that you form. Um, and, you know, so those things like self-mastery and temperance and courage and magnanimity, which is like kind of seeking greatness um, with humility. And, and you know, the glass half full, faith, hope and love, you know, like they're, they're key virtues that, um, you know, knowing all these things are, are a gift from God. So... So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the, the 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 pace, I guess, when you get in there, when you when you kind of it's dark and difficult, um, you know, that's the part where it forms your character, where you can where you can work through there, and you know, to do great things, we need to do little things well. So you know, this twelve-hour challenge didn't come from nowhere. You know, I guess throughout my life, from you know, of of um, you know, I guess I I was running up the 18th green at actually one stage, and I was holding my club in two hands, and I thought I've done this before because. I was in the military and the army for a period of time, and I thought back to the days in the warrior and the training area there, carrying a rifle, running. I thought, you know, this is kind of I've, tra- I've trained for this. Um, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Can I for the you know the absolute uh, golfers out there who would like to to know a couple of things? First of all, how many clubs do you carry? Yeah, so just one club, just a six iron. So, I, you know, it's not even mine. It's my mate's Bernie Smith, so just a six iron. And I started playing from October with that six iron and just he gave me some lessons about how to kind of use it to tee off and how do you use it different to, to, to chip in and how to putt with it. So sort of going to get good at just using a six iron. Footshore is quite forgiving like that. Like you can drop it in short and it kind of roll onto the green. Um, I managed, you know, in, in 311 holes never to put it in the bunkers, which is good because it's quite difficult to get out of the bunker with a six iron. But yeah, yeah, so one club, I mean, that makes it fast because you're not picking up clubs and, and the like. The other thing of, of uh, interest to me, I mean, golf balls. How many golf balls did you use? Did you lose any? I mean, you're not going to stop to look for them. So golf balls? Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, I lost seven. I lost seven golf balls throughout the day. Um, I had a... I had a um, 
for the first 10, I kind of did those rounds by myself, even though there's other teams and, and the like up there. I, mm. I caught up to Jamie Reid, and we did a round together, actually, and then and then I pushed on. And I had a mate join uh, me, Brian Keegan, and then Bram O'Grady, and they kind of ran with me for some of those later rounds when it was kind of hot, and you know, I was starting to struggle a little bit, and my errant boars would kind of go under the trees, and it's kind of in the shade and the sun, and it's hard to find, so they would run forward, and here's your boar, Shannon, so that was Massive, massive help. So, yeah, big thanks to them and that support. And that kind of just, you know, motivates you and pushed me to, to push on. So, but, yeah, the seven balls that I lost, three of them were exactly at the exact same tee-off, and I just put it into the bush <laughs> round after round, actually, those uh, those times. And so the fourth time I got there, I thought, right, I'm not going to do that again. I'll just put it straight. Don't try to hit it as hard, Shannon. That's the key. Okay, the, the next thing is, um, it, it's at this stage classed as unofficial. How does it become ratified? How does it become official as such? Yeah, well, I, I think um, there's no, like, Golf Federation doesn't actually kind of hold a particular record around this 12-hour thing. So the only sort of official people that do would be the Guinness Book of Records. And in order to get that done, you need to get someone from Guinness there to, to verify it and come around. So the team that organised it had looked into that, but the cost of it just wasn't, um, worth it considering this was a charity fundraising event to spend money um, doing that. So, so they decided not to. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy to just have the unofficial word record. Um, that's all good in my books. Okay. The, so, um, another question: um, When you go back to playing non-speed golf as such, are you, will, yeah. what will you reflect on? Do you think? I assume you haven't played since. I um, mean, your body needs a rest, and you, you know, the last thing you wanted to do is play golf the next day, I would imagine. But when you go back and you've got a, a bag that's uh, got some clubs in it, etc., and you can actually uh, meander your way around a golf course, what will you be thinking about? You feel? <laughs> well, I went out last night, Ian, with uh, a friend, Jesse Armstrong. We went and did uh, we went and did nine last night. I just took the six on. The thing is. Um, uh, there's no going back because I've never been there. I've actually never played like a really full 18 with a full time that comes in. I, I'm, not, I'm not too good with the driver or a, the, the pitching wedge. Um, you know, I think speed golf's really my jam. I think, you know, getting getting good at, at using a small number of clubs and, and moving fast. So um, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sign up to do, uh, to do nationals and, um, you know, I'm going to have to get a few more little golfing lessons about uh, getting a little better at golf and, and maybe kind of getting better with the, the driver because, you know, getting that... When, with, when speed golf, when you add your shots plus your time, um, obviously a driver can give you kind of uh, at the distance that would take you, you know, two or maybe even three shots with a six iron. And so that, that's three minutes, you know, and you're not going to run fast three minutes. So, so yeah, so, I mean, maybe that's... Uh, that's that's the future for me, and is actually getting a bag of clubs and uh, becoming an actual uh, slow golfer. Did you um, did you have one favourite shot of the day? And all the shots that you had, did you nearly hole in one? Did you did you hit one? You thought, now that's pretty damn good. Or did you have one moment? Yeah, there, there was a few of those actually. I got uh, four birdies in the day, but there was one on the the sixteenth um, when I chipped it in from quite a long way back, and I didn't see it, but the guys were up there and oh, they chipped it in. So um, we the flag stayed in all day, you see. So it, I could see the flag banging, and it obviously rolled along, got the flag went in. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple of beautiful shots just off the tee as well, where where um, you know that you know you just hit it nice and it just goes straight and long. There's a few of those. There's plenty of those, actually. There's a few of those good moments where I surprised myself. I thought, gee, I'm actually playing 
pretty good golf here at the moment. We've heard about um, the Give a Little page, but uh, you're such an interesting bloke and you're such a positive guy. I, I kind of feel there's people out there that might want to get hold of you in terms of your other role, which is uh, in leadership, etc. How How do they get hold of you? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And, um, you know, um, you know, with my Lead with Virtue, which is the business that I got, is about helping leaders gain the mindset and tools to develop their self-awareness and self-control in order to sort of pursue the right path. Um, the business has got a whakatauki um, for our tiara tika, so that was, that was gifted to me, which is kind of about pursuing the truth or pursuing what is right. And so I kind of help like, leaders become the best leaders they can be, um, the leaders that people need. So, And also I've, I've got this, um, I guess, this calling to kind of build a community of leaders who want to be part of a movement about seeking to lead with virtue and, and what is a pretty chaotic world at the moment. And helping them to kind of live a more impactful life about restoring harmony and kind of bringing dignity and creating peace and stability in the world so that we can all thrive. That's kind of, I guess, my dream, my vision that I've got. And so, um, yeah, and I also work with leadership teams, um, helping them understand the kind of their collective personality and where there are connective blind spots and connective uh, strengths and how to effectively leverage those strengths or how they could overplay them and how to mitigate those blind spots as a team, you know, and the first step there is, is building awareness as a team. And most of the times when I do this, is teams are like, oh, yeah, 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 we know that. Like, kind of subconsciously they knew that. But it's coming to their conscious and giving them a language to talk about. And then the key here is then creating a bit of a charter of commitments, both individually and collectively, so they can hold each other to account, which really kind of aids them to becoming a, a high-performance team. So, you know, if you're... If um, you know if leaders are listening and they're thinking, "Gee, I, I kind of need some help with that," with some sales with your team, yeah, please get in touch. On you know, I'm taking new clients. Uh, leadwithvirtue.org is that's uh, that's where you'll find me. So jump on there, leadwithvirtue.org. Um, and I just want to also give a shout out to um, my mentor, uh, Rob Holt. Um, so Rob Holt's also a leadership coach based in Christchurch, team leader. Uh, you know, Rob's been sort of massive in um, kind of helping me get started. Um, as a as a leadership coach, because I'm just I've just launched my business um, last year, and uh, and Rob's also an avid uh, endurance athlete. Uh, we've done some big events together, Rob and I. We did uh, um, the four mountain bike trails on the west coast of the top of the South Island, the West Coast Wilderness Trail, um, Paparoa, Old Ghost Road, and Heafy last year. So um, yeah, so thanks, Rob. Just want to give a shout out to Rob. Shannon Stallard, you're a fascinating man. I've got to say, um, I take my hat off to you in uh, every aspect of what you're doing. Um, the, the golf brought your name to uh, the headlines and the attention, but uh, certainly uh, the work you're doing with uh, the community as well. Inspirational chatting to you, sir. Uh, thanks very much for your time. Go well. Thank you, Ian. All praise to God. Thank you, Ian. God bless. See ya.